Hey, so welcome back. Uh, we are on season five, episode one. I am super excited. One that we finished our 25 episodes uh, last year. This year, we're going to do 25 episodes. We're going to get uh, a lot more live uh, sessions in there on various different platforms so that we can inter- engage with each other and have a great conversation about all the things that are important. But I want to talk about a scenario. Let's let's play out a scenario for you, right? So let's say you work, your work schedule is a hybrid one and you alternate between remote work and going into the office. Then all of a sudden you get this wild idea like, hey, why don't I just go into the office, badge in, grab some coffee in the break area, walk around and talk to people, you know, just 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 so that they could see me, I could see them, they know I'm in the office, and you log in at your desk, and you you do a little bit of work, and then you go home. You go to the bathroom, and you just kind of sneak out of the office building, and you work from home the rest of the day when you're supposed to be in the office. Now, back in my day, we called that shamming, right? And if you know what shamming is, this is what it is. However, nowadays, we call it something else. This is Tim Staten with Tim Stating the Obvious. What is this podcast about? It's simple. You are entitled to great leadership everywhere you go, whether it's to church, whether it's to work, whether it's at your house, you are entitled to great leadership. And so in this podcast, we take leadership principles and theories and turn them into everyday relatable and usable advice. And a quick disclaimer, this show, process, or service by trademark, trademark manufacturer, otherwise does not necessarily constitute or imply the endorsement of anyone that I employed by or favors them in representation. The views are expressed here in my show are my own expressed and do not necessarily state or reflect those of any employer. Right, so they say that coffee badging is a recent trend emerging in response to mandatory office policies. It involves employees briefly showing up at the at the office, grabbing some coffee, then heading back home to remotely work for the rest of the day. So that's what we just talked about in the intro, right? We used to call it shamming. Now we call it coffee badging. So let's break down a couple of aspects of what really uh, coffee badging is, right? So let's look at the nature of this. It, it represents a passive form of resistance, you know, by employees against these stringent return to office mandates. Now, I don't really know if it's really strict or stringent. You know, we're, we're just asking people, I think in general, to return to normal. Uh, and the return to normal is pre-COVID normal. And people are still resisting that because we got some freedom with COVID. We realized that we could do a lot in a day. We realized we could do a lot with technology. And we realized that do we really need to be in the office all the time? I could still get a lot of my tasks done without being in the office. Technology has cut up where we can do a lot without actually having to be in the office. So this is a form of passive resistance, if you will, uh, against these coming back to normal policies where we ask people to be in the office in a brick and mortar building half the time or more than half the time. You know, and it really, this involves meeting the minimum requirement of physically being in the office. And it's really for a brief period of time, you know, and I think it's interesting because it's more like, hey, we come into the office and we see people, they see me, I'm badged in. So when you do the technology check, you know, I badged in from work. When I logged into my computer, uh, you realize that, oh, you know, you logged in from work in the actual building. He's here. He did some work. Um, 
And I, and I really think that this really goes boils down to we need to have an honest conversation about what it really means to be a worker in 2024. It, it's important to recognize that some levels it's okay to have people who, you know, solely work for a paycheck without any investment into the organization. And this change is difficult and significant for a lot of leaders and managers out there because we want people to be invested into the organization as much as we are. We want people to be so enthralled with work to go, hey, you know what? They want to be here because they want to contribute to the team. And I think what we really need to come to the conversation and, and come to terms with is there are tiers of workers. There's tiers of people that we just need to say it's over okay that your loyalty to the organization only extends to the amount of your paycheck. And what do I mean by that? I mean by that pretty much this. If I pay you minimum wage, I should have a reasonable expectation of minimal work from you. And as long as you meet that minimum expectation, then I'm good. And we need to establish what those minimum expectations are. Because honestly, if you know that you come in and you do X, Y, and Z tasks and you're just getting them done. And you really don't care about the rest of the organization in any type of way. you just like, hey, I just need to work. I need to get a paycheck and I need to move on to my next job because you're not paying me enough. I think it's okay to recognize that, you know, for, for that level of worker. And I don't mean this in a negative way because oftentimes we want people to be more invested into something than than they actually should be. And we do them a disservice. We're like, oh, well, you're being disloyal because, you know, you're not going above and beyond. Well, what incentive have we really given people to go above and beyond? I mean, honestly, it's it's an expectation now that people have adequate health care and health insurance and life insurance and all that other stuff provided at work. It's an expectation that you pay them on time and you pay them every month or every two weeks or every week or however it is you have that pay schedule done and you pay them. But it's also expected that if you bother people outside of the time the normal times of the duty day, whatever that time is described as, then they want to be compensated for that because their involvement ends when they leave that that door because they're they're on to the next thing. They're either on their, their personal life and they don't want to think about work or they're on to their next job and they're worried about what's going on at their next job because you didn't pay them enough at the first place. And anyone who says, oh, people complain that they don't make enough. Look, stuff's expensive. And it's only getting more expensive and it's not getting any cheaper. So, you know, it's either pay increases, which is, you know, an economics thing. And there's a cost and a balance to everything. But people now have to work more than one job just to make ends meet at the house, especially if they have children. Uh, that's that's just a, a given. So I think that we really need to have that honest conversation of what does it really mean to be that worker, right? And some other reasons why, you know, people are doing this coffee badging and this phenomenon. I don't really think it's a phenomenon. I, we've been doing this for a long time. People have been shamming and doing the bare minimum and getting the most pay for a long time. And some people call it time theft. You know, I'm not, I'm not all you know, hyped up on that. I think you, people get away what you allow them to get away with, right? Uh, but, you know, the the biggest thing is that this is a form of 
you know, passive resistance of, of their discontent with mandatory office policies. You know, many employees, you know, highly value the flexibility and the productivity that they got uh, between remote work. And they really don't want to give that up unless you give them some type of additional benefit of why is it so important to go into the office? And it was interesting that I was talking to a couple of people a couple of weeks ago and a city was actually asking people in, in the businesses that worked in the downtown area of this major city saying, Hey, you guys are major businesses and you have these buildings downtown. And before COVID, you used to have all these people coming downtown and eating at our restaurants, you know, spending money in stores and doing all this other stuff. And now that people are remote, you know, small business and local restaurants are hurting. Can you call people back into the office to support the economy? Now, politically, of course, people are gonna be like, oh yeah, we'll help out the city because when I need something for my business, I need something back from the city, right? So I need to show that I'm reciprocal in these actions. And so in my humble opinion, this is where some of these hybrid work schedules are being called into place is to support the economy in a lot of these local towns. Uh, because if some of these larger businesses did not exist, then those towns would shrivel up and die just because there's no natural economy there. But, um, you know, so these coffee badgers, th this is their form of protesting and discontent because they know they're like, you know what, you're going to call me into the office just so I can work in person so I can have a lunch break and spend money on the economy. That doesn't benefit me. So what benefit is it? And you got to sell the benefit to people now, right? Because they saw a benefit of, of how it benefited them to remote work and all the benefits that came with that. What are the benefits of going back into the office? You got to sell it to them. And then there's additional concerns about like the cost and time associating with commuting, uh, going into work, even with childcare, right? So if I have to get daycare or before and after school care for a child, I'm paying Monday through Friday or seven days a week at certain places. And if I have to work from home and I don't send the child to before and after care, I'm still paying the same amount. So now, whereas before I may not have had to pay for before and after school and child care, now I have to do that. That is an additional cost that you have incurred on me over, you know, that I didn't have over the last three years. I may have it, may have had it before COVID, but now, you know, you're allowing me to, to telework and remote work. And now you're telling me I got to come back in the office a couple days a week and incurring this additional cost. Oh, by the way, a lot of cities are imposing more tolls uh, because of congestion and traffic of people moving into uh, higher higher areas. I mean, shoot, New York City. New York City in downtown Manhattan charges you $20 a day just to drive a car through downtown Manhattan to get to work. I don't I don't know who lives in Manhattan. There, there's some probably really wealthy people who live there, but the average person who is working in Manhattan who has to drive and park at a parking garage, which they have to pay for additionally, probably another $20 a day. Now they got to pay $40 to go just into work. That's crazy. And then we're not telling them what the benefit of them actually being at work is. Uh, the benefit is for the organization, not for the individual. And there, that is this biggest paradigm shift that we need to, to come into our mind is how do we sell it to the person that this is beneficial for you? How is this mutually beneficial for the organization and for you? And that's where this flip-flopped uh, mindset comes into is because since COVID came in and people had this freedom, 
now they want to keep it. They don't want to give it up. They've proven that it works. They've proven that they can work in an environment like this and people want to retain talent. So how do we come up with a, a better, more mutual way of doing this? And, and that's where, you know, coffee badging is coming from. As far as coffee badging goes, here, here's some potential impacts into 2024 that we need to take a look at. If people are driving in, doing some work, getting coffee, talking to people and driving back uh, to their house, that's potentially an hour to two hours of lost work in an eight hour day. And that's is going to cause some people to go, wait a second, why are we not performing at the most optimal level? We're, we're doing all these things. How are we losing productivity? How are we losing efficiency? So people are probably going to have to come to terms with, should we offer more uh, remote work options instead of this hybrid option? And, you know, we need to kind of measure the shift in focus from just because you're physically present in the office does not evaluate or equate to high performance or high productivity or output. We need to find real adequate ways of measuring performance, efficiencies, and output. Uh, because if we can truly measure that and we can set the conditions for, for people to work in that are best suited for them to perform and achieve their best work, now we're getting after better employee engagement. Right now we're enabling the people that we have entrusted to work for our organizations to perform at their highest level possible by providing them those environments. For some people, they may need to come into a brick and mortar building because let's say both, let's say some, you know, you got um, a guy or gal and they're married, their spouse also teleworks. When I got two people in meetings at the same house, they probably don't have two offices. One person has an office, one person has a kitchen table. Or one person has a bedroom, one person has a kitchen table. We got two people having two meetings at the same time. And let's say uh, they got dogs or they got something else. There's going to be these other distractions. So maybe for some people, brick and mortar is best for them. And that's what helps them succeed the most. And I've heard people say, hey, you know what? I don't have the discipline to telework. If I'm at home, I'm watching TV. I am not the most um, you know, disciplined person. I need to be in an office where I feel like I'm kind of being watched a little bit so I can do more. I think we need to really take a look at what really gets to the best efficiency for people in the environment. Maybe it is remote. Maybe it is hybrid. Maybe it's just strictly uh, brick and mortar. But if we don't really uh, measure this year true productivity and output and it you don't tie it to a location... How do we get people the best performance? I think that's what's going to be key this year. You know, we've got so many technological advancements and communication and collaborative tools that we could support everything. You know, and there's so many different ways for management and leaders to really um, work in distributed teams and, and dispersed teams. You know, I've been, you know, geographically separated almost my entire career from whoever my boss or my bosses are. and I'm okay with that. I, I'm pretty comfortable in leading teams in geographically dispersed locations. You get good at it, uh, especially after you do it over and over and over again. And that's a learning curve that people are going to have to have to take a take a take a look at this year. But measure true performance, irrespective of location. 
that's going to be critical moving forward this year. You know, and the other thing that we need to do um, when it comes to this phenomenon is we need to have open, clear communication. You know, we need to have uh, the leadership of the companies and these organizations talking to people and saying, hey, look, here's really what our policies are, our procedures are, our expectations are when it comes to remote work, hybrid work, in in office work. And here's how it's fair across the board. And here's how we are going to hold people accountable. And here's how we are going to hold ourselves accountable to you. And oh, by the way, if we require you to come into the office, here's how it's beneficial for you. And here's what we're going to do to help you out get better. And in return, this is the level of performance I expect back. I don't know how many organizations are really having these conversations with people. Um, I know that people are having a ton, ton of one-on-ones, people are talking, people are having conversations, but is it really meaningful communication? And are organizations truly effectively communicating, this is our company standpoint, this is the why behind why we have this standpoint, and oh, by the way, we value you as the employee, so don't leave because this is the benefit for you. I think if we get to that clear-cut, concise communication moving forward in 2024, you can see a decrease in coffee badging because people will know where they need to be, why they need to be there, and how they're going to get after truly performing at their most potential because people all inherently want to do good and they want to do well. And the other thing is, is we need to have that uh, conversation again about what tiered level of employee are we talking about? Are we talking about the people that, you know, hey, they come in, they do their job, they leave, and we're not going to you know, bother them when they're, when they're outside of work because we really only want them to do these tasks and they're not invested. So because they're not invested, we're not really invested in them and we're not going to really require much of them. And then you have the next tier, which is a little bit more vested. And, you know, as you go up uh, the tiers of workers and loyalty towards the organization, you have different uh, you know, expectations of everybody moving forward. And having that laid out and clear and concise, I think it's really important. You know, you can't stigmatize somebody anymore because you're going to lose talent. You're going to lose talent if you stigmatize people. If someone says, hey, you know what? I'm here. I want to learn. I want to work, but I'm probably not going to stay. Cool. I want you to be here. I want you part of the team. I would love for you to stay longer, but if you can't, I understand. How can we work together to get the most efficiency out of both of us? And I think that's where really, truly, we need to look at moving forward in 2024. Uh, So the next episode that we're going to talk about uh, next uh, time I post is really going to be talking about the themes for 2024. I kind of want to start it off light, easy with uh, coffee badging. So I think it's a hilarious new trend that's coming up, which is causing costing businesses tons of money, by the way, uh, through inefficiency, just because people want to passively protest of I'm in the office. I got my coffee. You saw me. I saw you. We talked about the football game. We talked about the latest episode of whatever's on TV. All right, we go log in and do some work, check your email and you go home. Uh, again, we used to call it shamming in my days, uh, but now we call it coffee badging. It's all the same thing. So next episode, we're going to be going into the trends that you should be looking for and planning for in 2024. And I really think that if you haven't even thought about them, 
you need to start thinking about him and programming him in to get after him for the next quarter. So as always, thank you for stopping by and listening to this episode. I really hope that you enjoyed it. Before we go, I would like to ask, ask a favor of you if I could. If you could please share this episode with one or two people who might like this topic. And if you haven't followed or subscribed on whatever platform that you're listening to this on, please hit all those bells and those icons and all those whistles so that you can be alerted when we post another episode. If you got some value out of this episode, please leave a review or a comment so we can help spread the show with other people who might not found our show yet, but would be interested in the topics. Your comments and your feedback is truly beneficial. So again, thank you for stopping by. I'm Tim Staten, stating the obvious.